oil paintings. Sculptures. Octopus. Octopi. Comic-Con convention. Citizen Kane. There was no Kane in Citizen Kane. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, you are listening to a brand new... Uh, episode of Art Smitten. My name is Ben Holt and I'm joined with... Tom Denham, hello. And uh, here we are, we're on Sin. What could be better? Well, not a lot really, especially with plenty of the topics we are discussing in the meantime, uh, in- including uh, quite a few little bits and pieces. Michael Dunstan is... Very much so uh, going to be joining us in the studio. We're ever so excited to be chatting all things about his music. He's got a brand new record out and he's going to be with us to take us through every single bit of it. It's going to go for five hours. It's going to be fantastic. It won't. It, it'll go for a little bit of time and you'll you'll love it. It'll be great. Tom, also, yes. you're uh, very keen with the uh, second guest that we've got coming in because you love all things Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I do indeed. I love a, a little bit of a giggle fest. So uh, we're not only going to have a chat with Chloe Cohen, who is going to take us through the Scary Goats Tour, the brand new show (laughs) happening at the Butterfly Club, but in between that, Tom and I are also going to break down who would we love to be selected to get a one-hour special on a streaming service? What comedian do we think would be uh, definitely valued and enjoyed by the masses? So plenty to discuss, but... For now, we have to kick this off the right way. With Fish Magic by Mama Gunush. It is from our Sweet 16, our in-house playlist. You can find here at sin.org.au. But in the meantime, glob this little glob of glue into your ears. You're listening to Ben and Tom on Art Smitten. You're listening to Art Smitten on Sin. Yay! You're listening to Artsmen and here on Sin with Ben and Tom. Those two little sneaky bops you just heard were Switch Off by Milan Ring and Fish Magic by Mama Ganoush. Both featured on the Sweet 16 here at Sin. And Ben's having a little bit of trouble with his chord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, awesome for uh, for jumping in there, Denim. Um, I love that movie, A Fish Called Wanda, but that's not really relevant. Uh, Tom, well, It's about fish and there's a bit, <laughs> there's a bit of magic in there. Yeah, absolutely. So the last time I saw Tom and uh, look... It, it, it was a hell of a time. We we attended Comic-Con, Tom, didn't we, yeah, on the weekend? Supernova Comic-Con. Supernova Comic-Con. Size, yeah. And I was very surprised to see how much it's expanded. It's a lot bigger now. Yeah. It's in not one, but two. They're kind of tense. One was a tent. One was like a, a, a warehouse. It was at Melbourne Showgrounds. It, it was. And what, what I was thrilled to see is that the, the tent was pretty much just dedicated to art. Fan uh, drawings... Uh, you could buy arts and crafts. Prince, Tom, yeah. Tom's actually sporting one of his items now. It's a, a bow tie. Tom, what kind of possessed you to the bow tie of all things we, we could get at Comic-Con? Well, it's interesting because like, I, I, whenever I buy things now, like I want to buy things I know that I'm going to use. And I, I am a fan of the occasional bow tie. Uh, I won't be shy of it. But this one caught me particularly because I'm quite a fan of um, H.P. Lovecraft, who is a uh, amazing... Uh, person in uh, horror and science fiction literature, um, 
and uh, one of his most famous creations is Cthulhu, the uh, Sea Lord. And uh, this particular bow tie has this... Uh, the guy said it was a 150-year-old clock face on there, and um, this little kind of pewter model of Cthulhu hanging off this clock. Yeah, i got to say, that it's simple in design, but at the same time, there's, there's quite a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah. It, it draws a lot of people in, which I think is uh, what, what you want in a good outfit. One of the funnest things attending Comic-Con with Tom is that you never quite know where he's going to end up or who he's going to bump into. And I guess perfect example of one of the things Tom uh, purchased was this cane that has somehow made its way into the studio today. Now, Tom, you actually did ask for my permission for whatever reason on whether you should purchase that said cane. (laughs) You're kind of like a third maternal figure to me, so... And I didn't expect that when I kind of gave you my blessing to purchase it that it would end up at my house. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, and, um, you know, I guess... (sighs) I had, to, I had to return it to Tom. So I'm having to walk around the Melbourne CBD with this cane today. And, you know, in light of everything that's going on with this terrible global virus, mm. I'm actually realised a lot of benefits using a cane. Like, I could touch all the buttons in the lift <laughs> with this cane. Um, you know, I could uh, pick myself up from tripping over with this cane. And it can pretty much do everything. I mean, self-defense, not that I'd recommend using it for that. but uh, Of course, he never needs to shut off anybody. Absolutely not. But a cane, you, you, you were just itching for it. I don't know. I saw it. I think it's one of those things that you go like, I'm probably never going to be in this situation again for at least another 50 years, so I may as well do it now. Yeah, one of the best things, when Tom purchased this cane... The gentleman said, no worries, I'll grab one out of the box. And as he walked away from uh, the counter, he had a kilt on. I just thought that was awesome. It was crazy. It was was very unexpected kind of Simpsons-esque humor. (laughs) Oh, man. Some highlights from Comic-Con? One of the highlights, I was bumping into lots of lovely people that I know, um, either in the con scene or who know me through... Um, just the Doctor Who fandom or uh, just word of mouth. Uh, you never know who you're going to bump into at Comic-Con. I think also, even if you were just to walk into this environment blind, weren't able to see, I think it's just so... There's so much noise going on. There is, yeah. Oh, my goodness, congrats, you four. You've just won tickets to Black Widow, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and then you look to the left and you can hear pro wrestling and then there's gamers playing video it's games. It's like a carnival. It, it really is. Yeah, it's and the carnival of just madness and weirdness, but I love it. It's one of the great things, I think, that tips the icing on the cake for me is when people really go out with their costumes or their costumes play to uh, put it precisely there really is and the, the one thing especially this year I, I just kind of walked away thinking is anime really that popular because every second girl had a different color haired yeah. wig yeah and I just started to think like man this Sailor Moon and all these other there's a huge following out there yeah, it's like big. I've only recently I say very recently, I mean in the last two weeks, I've gone into a, a sanction of anime myself. I've been watching the Studio Ghibli films. Oh, okay. Uh, so have you heard of um, Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle? No. Great movies. I think they're the most amazingly animated stories ever. Um, like, they're not directly aimed at children. They're quite creepy and dark in one way, but they're very beautiful to look at. Highly, highly recommend it, but... Uh, yeah, there is a very big hubbub 
and hullabaloo about anime at the moment. Wow. Yeah. But you, uh, Ben, had a very particular moment that uh, tickled your cockles. Uh, I, I did. Look, a couple of weeks ago on the show, uh, we did kind of break down the fact that I am a bit of a James Bond fan. We kind of listened through that Billie Eilish track and... You know, it's kind of grown on me ever since, but now it's not coming out till November. So I, I, I guess I'll absolutely love that theme by then. Uh, but yes, indeed, we did get to meet the second actor ever to play Bond in the official MGM series, George Lazenby, Australia's own. And uh, Tom, were you a bit taken aback? I, I actually invited you in for the photo. Yeah, I, I was I was very um, humbled, actually, because I know it's such a special moment to meet someone that you look up to for so many years and you see them on the screen X number of times and you watch the films and... See him on the screen that one time he appeared in a Bond movie. But no, I've watched it that many times. Yeah, yeah. So it was exciting. It becomes it is, a liberty. It, it, definitely one of my favourites. So, uh, look, that was, you know, a great moment. Plus, the guy is 80 now and yeah. it did feel very now or never, didn't it? Yeah, I, I think there definitely comes a time, especially... When there are people, I guess, in this fantastical art world that have been around for so long that we're we're only human and we can only sustain life for so long. So um, I think it's important to grab that opportunity. Plenty more coming up in the hour. We're going to find out what is in the box. Tom Denham has brought this mysterious box back again. There's a third week we're doing this and we're very excited to find out what is in it along with... A, uh, an interview with Michael Dunstan. He's going to be joining us live in the studio, chatting all about his brand new record. It's coming up, so don't go anywhere. Ben and Tom have you covered here on Art Smitten this afternoon on Sin. And in the meantime, we have Feel by Clues. This is a bit of a banger, so hold on tight. Hold on to those hats. You're listening to Sin. Into the Unknown by Aurora and before that, we had Gaslighter by Dixie Chicks and Feel by Clues. But for now, you're listening to Artsmen and Onsin with Ben and Tom. Amazingly, we had uh, Paul from Craigieburn who wanted to ask the question to Tom, um, Nancy Shipper or Aurora, who do you prefer? Hmm. I, I, I can't pick favourites, but Aurora. Oh, wow. There you go. Whew. We found. Um, here we go. This is the uh, the weekly time where we ask. Box, the box, in the box. What's in the box? In the box. What's in the box today? What's in the box? What's in the box? In the box. The box in the box. What is uh, possibly in this box? Uh, Tom Denham. He brings in. Uh, well, he brings in a cane apparently, and he's also bringing in a box as well. And we're we're going to find out. Uh, what on earth is in it? And Tom, uh, what was kind of the the thought process behind what is in the box today? Well, Ben, I was having a bath and um, I was thinking to myself, what on earth is beckoning to be in this box? Like, boxes are made to contain things. Um, so I thought about that and I looked inside and then the box looked at me and I thought, well, box... We've got a job to do. That That's right. And not just that, but uh, to catch you up on the last two weeks, uh, first week it was some classic Doctor Who DVDs, DVDs from the 80s. Not made in the 80s, but they were episodes from the 80s. And we also had uh, 10 rubber chickens. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they were in last week. So uh, without further ado, uh, I want you to close your eyes. If you're driving, don't do that. It's dangerous. <laughs> I want you to have a think what could be in this box, and I am about to open it right now. Okay, 
Who who said uh, who said radio isn't a visual medium? I mean, come <laughs> on now. Oh, this is lovely. I like this. Well, Tom, Tom, what is this? Do you know what it is? It's I I, I can't quite. Past, it, well, well, it's a it's a hat. It's a piece of headwear. Um, it's red, and it um looks awfully familiar, but I'm not exactly sure. Oh my gosh! There's just so much going on here. It's a fez. It's a fez. It's a, fe- okay. it's a golden studded fez. It's a golden studded. Now, is this from your uh, personal uh, Tom Denham collection? Oh no, I bought it at the same time as the rubber chickens. <laughs> oh, nice. So, have you bought the whole season's worth of goods, just one after another? Oh, pretty much. Wow. There you go. Well, that's what was in the box. It was a, uh, it was a fez, and uh, what I thought could have possibly been in the box was oil paintings. Tom, are oil paintings starting to come back a little bit? Um, look, I don't know. Oil is such an interesting medium to play with. Um, I'm going to take the fez off now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- I think oil is a very traditionalist medium. Uh, you s- if you've ever been to the NGV... Um, in the European um, collection, they have these monolithically big um, oil paintings that capture uh, life on a grandiose scale. Um, but I think now, in a more contemporary time, oil is a very contemporary and kind of almost abstract um piece of media. And I think what I would love to see more of, not that I... Uh, don't like this kind of abstractness. I would love to see this reemergence of um, oil being used um, from a figurative point of view. I think that'd be really nice because I think one of the interesting things with the application of oil is that when it's applied to the canvas, um, it takes a really long time to set. So um, it's it's not like acrylic paint where it just dries after a certain while. This stuff could take years to dry, and there's this kind of thick layer um, where parts have had more um, paintbrushiness kind of made. Um, I, I don't know. There's there's something just very visually appealing about it. So is that fair to say that uh, someone creating an oil painting may be working on it, but also working on a lot of other more maybe natural um, pieces of uh, drawings and so forth, if, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Because, because obviously you can't just... I mean, not all of us are super patient. No, I'm, I'm the most impatient person that you'll meet. So an oil painting for you probably isn't the most ideal thing. Oh, look, I've tried oil painting and I really like it, but I, I think it was it's too easy for me to kind of go abstract. Okay. Um, and I kind of want more out of it. So I, I'm interested, but, but oil's expensive to paint with, but I'm... Yes. Uh, I'm uh, interested to uh, go away and see what I could do if you give me just a, a canvas the size of a wall. <laughs> ah, very nice. Yeah, look, it's um, it's definitely something I'd like to look more into, oil paintings. Yeah. And uh, where can we find them? At, at art galleries everywhere. Art galleries here, there and everywhere. They're coming out of this season like rabbits. But uh, definitely uh, head on down to the National Gallery of Victoria. Uh, it's free entry. Um, but you can definitely find uh, all those wonderful um, paintings in that European 15th, 16th century collection 
worth worth a go. It, it's a treat. And uh, if you're lucky, there might also be a uh, a nice cool refreshment as well on yeah. your way into the yeah, gallery. They, they they have a cafe there, which is uh. So, so before you go in, just remember to wash your hands. Yeah, it's important. Very important. Uh, we've got a massive interview coming up with uh, Michael Dunstan. Very excited to be chatting about his debut record. He's released a bunch of EPs, plenty of singles, and we're going to really get down to the nitty-gritty of what it takes to make your first record. Absolutely. It's very important because as we prosper into the unknown, uh, we need to be ready because the end is really the beginning. And that's the name of this song by The Comet Is Coming. You're listening to Artsman on Sin with Ben and Tom. Disolay by the Gorillas, new track from them. You're listening live here to Sin with Artsman and with your hosts, Tom and Ben. And we've got a crackerjack of a surprise, don't we? We, we certainly do. Uh, we have not had the pleasure to talk about music much. On Art Spin, a little bit here and there. We dabble. But Michael Dunstan has joined us live in studio. Michael, how are you? Good, thank you. And yourself? I'm very well. Tom and I are doing ever so good. Uh, I have to ask, so you've released a bunch of singles, a few EPs. Mm -hmm. Is there a different feeling when you drop a full-length album, especially your debut one? Definitely. I think, and there's a different feeling when you're recording it, because I think when I record a single, I'm wary. It kind of has to be a certain length. Um, and also I guess with the full length, we can chuck instrumentals or we can do whatever we want. So, but this was kind of my, I guess I wanted to really make a statement of what kind of music uh, I wanted to write and what I wanted to say in a song. And so it's been a pretty awesome process. Nice. And the record's called In The Grand Scheme. Was that a title that kind of came maybe down the line a little bit? Yeah, I think it's kind of funny when I do have a project that like an EP or an album I write, usually it's the title of a journal I'll start writing in and it'll kind of stick and it feels like an overarching theme of the kind of I guess the period of life that I'm going through and this album's I guess a journey of uh, I guess trying to gain a larger perspective on where I sit um, in life and kind of realize that we are pretty small but what comes with that realization is that I guess a sense of freedom that maybe everything doesn't I guess have as much weight as you think it does in your mind. I feel going on that, there's this really nice juxtaposition. The the music, it's indie, it's quite relaxed, laid back, but then lyrical themes, there's some darkness in there, some to- topics of mental health and so forth. Could these songs have been communicated in any other way or you, you sense that, no, this needs to be relaxed because this is such a heavy topic? Uh, I think definitely they could be communicated in, I guess, as many ways as you want, really. Uh, i particularly fine uh, writing music and putting words to music a bit more powerful for me. Uh, I feel words can kind of fall short on some extreme emotion. Um, there is a couple songs in there which are about darker things like some pretty severe anxiety uh, to the point where you kind of feel like you're very isolated and maybe even disassociated from your own self, um, not really recognising yourself in the mirror and stuff like that. So Although some tracks do come across pretty easy listening, there is if you listen a bit deeper, um, yeah, it dives pretty deep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess what I'm interested in, because putting together an album like this is a huge body of work, was there uh, many nerves kind of going into it? Uh, yes, I think there was a lot of, I guess, uh, there was nerves going into it. 
but also there was probably more excitement going into it that sure. outweighed the nerves. Uh, I had the demos kind of all done about July, uh, so I had 14 or 15 demos prior to going in and then I had a couple more going in, but I guess when you've got a lot of time and you book in a big slot of recording, you make sure that you kind of just get in there and you know what you're doing, so yeah. Yeah. It's, Something I guess I was really, really wanted to, knew what I wanted, so yeah. Definitely. One of the things that definitely bounced off uh, as soon as I saw this album was the cover art. Uh, tell us about that. Like, how did that come about? Yeah, so I've got, uh, I guess, a good family friend uh, called Richard Healy, and he's painted and designed a lot of my artwork throughout uh, the releases. And I wanted something kind of akin to sitting on the top of like a hill and looking out over a big landscape and mm. something kind of that leaves you in awe that makes you realize hey we're all part of something a lot lot bigger and um so i'll bounce ideas off him and he'll kind of he roughly like photo comps art together and then we'll send them back to me and give me a whole heap of choices and see which one resonates with me so it's a pretty fun process yeah definitely i i get that idea like when you go on a hill when you're looking out to i guess a vista like that it's a bit of an escape. Do you feel like um, the music that you're composing is a bit of an escape in itself? Definitely. I think um, writing music and playing music for me is a massive form of, I guess, um, an escape, freedom, and also mindfulness for me, a place where I can kind of uh, just be doing exactly what I'm doing right there then and um, kind of forget these other fleeting thoughts. For those just listening, we are chatting with Michael Dunstan here on Art Smitten. And uh, you mentioned playing live. We're actually going to get to listen to you play in just a few minutes' time. So definitely uh, stay tuned for that one as well. I do have to ask, now there's one of your band members, Daniel Headley, is actually going to be doing some fundraising. Yes. And you're joining forces with him as well by doing a, a, a nice thing for a special cause, if you could kind of take us through that. Yeah, so Dan, I guess, has been travelling... Uh, with us on tour for about, I guess, since we've ever started touring around Australia. And he's always uh, brought up this idea that he wanted to ride a penny farthing across Australia from Brisbane to Perth. And then he kind of, I guess, quit his job. He has a break. He works on the boats up north. But um, And he just started riding and he's raising, trying to raise a million dollars for mental health organisations such as Lifeline, Beyond Blue, uh, the Kyodley Foundation and a lot more. And... um. He's a thousand two hundred k's into the ride so far, and oh wow! So yeah, he's got uh, well that means he's got five thousand three hundred left. But um, basically, for every show we do, we're going to donate one dollar from every ticket um, towards him. So we're just trying to play as many shows as we can and try to spread the word oh, on dance. Man, mission. yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, uh, those new Uber bikes that opened up. Tom went to see me from Parliament to Southern Cross, and he said he was tired. So <laughs> that's a it's an amazing effort from Daniel. It's a hike, yeah. That's excellent. So what would be one of your favourite songs off the record? Because that's what I want us to uh, definitely uh, take the audience into here. Oh, jeez, put me on the spot. Uh, I would say, oh, goodness me. I think I'm going to choose, just for a different factor, um, maybe a song called Parallel Universe. It's not going to be resemble the one we're going to play live. Uh, we'll play a pretty casual upbeat acoustic one a version of a song called Lay in the Sun but this one is just I guess a good example of a track that we'd never thought we would record and uh, came together late in the piece with my drummer here who's Joe and uh, this one's about I guess the heavy weight of uh, anxiety and 
I guess the message in the song is that the most important thing is the belief that those feelings will subside and you'll be fine. So yeah. Sometimes I think uh, the idea is that we never thought we might have some, like they turn out to be the best ones and I'm really looking forward to hearing this one. Uh, but listeners, you are now about to hear a parallel universe, but stick around. We're going to have a live performance here in studio with Michael Dunstan. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, and in the meantime, you're listening to Ben and Tom on Arts Minute. The music here just keeps getting better and better on Arts Minute. This is Parallel Universe with Michael Dunstan, who is live with us in studio at the moment. Um, listeners who have just tuned in, we've uh, been having an interview with Michael, um, and they're going to play us a little song. Yeah, yes. Uh, the song we're going to play today is uh, a little more lighthearted than that last one there, and it's called uh, Lay in the Sun. This one here. Beautiful. Take it away. No worries. I haven't achieved much to today Lay in the sun with my best mate I was told you ain't going nowhere That suit and tie But all of my best days have been those, those, those With nothing Love so seriously, it'll pass you by in the blink of an eye. Ain't wasting second of my precious time on someone who doesn't speak my mind. But I was told you ain't going nowhere unless you're going forward. But all of my best days have been those spent in the middle of nowhere. Take this life so seriously, it'll pass you by in the blink of an eye. Don't take this life so seriously, it'll pass you by in the blink of an Seen. 
best and least thought to show And I mightn't have too much to show But I ain't living this life to build a portfolio And if I were to die tomorrow Well I'd be happy as hell I'd want you to know Look, I, I feel, I almost feel a little guilty that only I got to witness that with Tom. Yeah. Um, could have, you know, we could have charged money and brought everyone in the studio. Uh, that <laughs> was got easily. That was Michael Dunstan there performing a brand new track off the new record. I must say, it, live it sounds amazing. Oh, thank you. And not only that, but we're actually going to be able to see you in the full band play or have some drums happening. Yes. Guitar. We got any bass? We do. Paddy, oh, who just came in, is playing bass. Beautiful. Oh, man, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, as long, as long as that bass is clear in the mix, <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be on. It's going to be so good. Uh, you can catch Michael at the Northcote Social Club tomorrow night. Yes. And uh, the the tour doesn't end there. There's a music festival that's going to be in uh, Gisborne and different areas like that. There is. So tomorrow night's at Northcote. Uh, then we go to Bendigo on Friday uh, to play at the Boardwalk. And then... Saturday's the Macedon Rangers Music Fest, um, which is raising money for the Cambodian Kids Foundation. And then and we got a, uh, a few other artists to plug in that festival that's there as well. Yes, we do. I'm not sure if Patty knows a couple of them, but I just read, uh, I know Sean Kirk is also playing there. Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and then, yeah, you put me on the spot. and I've... Just just too, too many talented names, but well, more, plenty. more importantly, uh, if you're in the area, you've got no excuse. Come down. Stop being lazy. Let's get out and let's uh, let's see Michael Dunstan just kill it. Uh, also, I do have to mention, uh, I put the headphones on when we were playing the studio version. How did we get that sounding so nice and organic? And to me, it, it, it sounds live, it, the studio tracks, which is awesome. Because in a world of overly processed, manufactured sounding music, especially I get so triggered at drums when they sound fake. Yeah. How, do we, how, how did we go about that? Like we went to a studio and... Um, Yes. Yeah, how do we capture it? So I record with a producer called Andrew Lawson uh, back home in Perth in the hills. And I guess it's been a learning curve, I guess, recording with him because he focuses a lot more on character rather than overproducing something. And that's actually something that we've tried on this record to make sure that we've stripped back the reverb a bit. We've tried to make things feel a bit more real and intimate, uh, stop doing as many double vocals and stuff like that. But yeah, most of the stuff you do here and there are close to like one take vocals or um, the guitars and everything in there. They're not chopped and changed really. It's just, I guess, if we get a good performance with one mistake or two mistakes, we'd rather keep a good performance with one or two mistakes than go and chop in a perfect one. Well, I think even if there is a mistake, like flaws are beauty in a way. Otherwise, oh, if so, it just yeah. sounds too robotic, there's oh. not, there's no soul in it essentially. Um, so I think you nailed that. It sounds really awesome. Yeah, Thanks I agree. so much. Cheers. So uh, certainly get down, catch Michael, who is playing at the Northcote Social tomorrow. And, uh, well, I mean, Tom and I will be there. So I will be there with bells on. Oh, it's going <laughs> to be so great. So, uh, Michael, thank you so much for joining us live here on Artsmin and the rest of your band as well. Greatly thank appreciate you so coming in. And uh, we're going to keep the tunes rolling here, aren't we, Tom? It keeps on bopping. We're going to jump into uh, a new song from the chats, Dine and Dash. You listen to Artsmin here on Sin.
Artsman and Sin and Ben and Tom, welcome. Yes, welcome indeed. Uh, a massive, massive thanks to Michael Dunstan, who did just join us uh, there before, promoting his brand new record. He's got a massive tour. And uh, we can't, Tom, we can't thank Michael enough for coming in. Absolutely. And if you just tuned in, uh, definitely check out that podcast that will drop tomorrow because there is a great live performance on there that is well worth checking out. I was going to say, if you weren't going to say it, I was going to mention it. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Transitioning from music to audio drama. Yeah, it's a emerging thing that we uh, briefly spoke about last week uh, because I am uh, creating an audio drama. You are Glam Gizmo. Glam Gizmo. And um, it happens to just be a coincidence that our uh, following up guest happens to be in the audio drama that I'm producing. Uh, but matters aside, um, I've always been a big fan of um, audio drama and... Um, bit of an ambassador, but I think um, there's so much to uh, munch and crunch on. Um, And one of, uh, I think, the big um, audio drama, I guess, publicists that are really in their A game at the moment is Big Finish. Now, if you don't know who Big Finish are, they produce a plethora of different um, licensed brands, um, a lot of original material. They do things as far as uh, the seas of Dark Shadows, Doctor Who, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, but one audio drama that really caught my eye, and I listened to this trailer, is uh, called Dracula's Guests. It's a three-part series um, featuring Mark Gatiss uh, from Sherlock, none other than Dracula himself, which is a uh, Really intriguing because he's just written off uh, this series that he's produced on uh, Netflix. Um, so I'm really interested to uh, hear this in full. But for now, have a listen to the trailer for Dracula's Guest, produced by Big Finish and starring none other than Mark Gatiss, David Hambar, and Ian Hallard. From Big Finish Productions, wanted visitors and friends. We live alone in a castle of ancient beauty, high in the Carpathian Mountains, deep in the heart of Transylvania. Yet we find ourselves lonely. Do you dare to pay a call upon us? For I can promise you much. Views of picturesque scenery Encounters with an abundance of animal life. And in my castle, all the conveniences of modernity, light and heat and fresh running blood. So join us, won't you? And become one of Dracula's guests. Big finish. We love stories. He's kind of the, uh, the the holy grail, isn't he, of of audio drama in a in a crazy way. He, I, it's, it's interesting because he's done a lot on TV, but he's only really dipped his toes in audio drama. So whenever he does all this big flashy stuff on TV on stage, it's quite nice to hear his docile tones um, in the audio verse. Certainly is. And when can we uh, get our ears wrapped around a bit of Dracula's guest? This comes out this month. So, oh my goodness! Uh, that that is 
close. It, it, it is close. So um, just uh, ponder around on the Big Finish website. Not, and, not, uh, not as uh, close as Michael Dunstan playing tomorrow night at the Northcote Social. That's very true. But uh, it, it, it's certainly it, it's coming up ever so soon. Uh, also coming up uh, shortly on the program, we're going to be having a chat with... Uh, Chloe Toen, and we're talking about Scary Goats Tour, the brand new Melbourne international comedy show that's going to be happening March 23rd all the way through till April 5th. It's going to be so much fun. I wonder how many goats are going to come into the studio today. Oh, man. Man, I, I, I didn't think about that. No, I didn't prepare. <laughs> I, should we should we tell Johan or should we tell someone? Maybe. That, that may be a, a good opportunity. To... <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. But until then... Uh, we're going to get stuck on this track, A Bit of Glitter, Benny, on Sin. Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, that was Benny with the track Glitter. And, uh, man, this is this is uh, crazy because I, I was meaning to bring this up to Tom uh, earlier today. You are listening to Artsmitten with uh, Ben and Tom. And I did notice, Tom, that, this, uh, that Benny film clip for Glitter was playing the other day, and it is just gorgeous. Like the the um the the art direction on it is just excellent, Tom. Yeah, I was uh, just watching it before, and um, yeah, definitely shout out to the people who did the um, VFX um, art production on this because it, it kind of has a bit of a where the wild things are kind of vibe. We're kind of met with like something Noel Fielding would make. And you got uh, even Benny going down a water slide and all yeah, this crazy on madness. On a boat and all, seeing all these monsters everywhere. It looks like something that I would have dreamt up. <laughs> Especially in the in the costume you're wearing today as yeah. well. Uh, we we had a, a wonderful uh, person who emailed, a, emailed the show and said hey, uh, look I've been thinking about this for a while, and I had an argument with my friend about this. Slugs or moths, which is the more beautiful creature? Now, Ben, I'm glad you asked. I think moths have this majesticness about them that nobody has really touched on. Moths are theoretically butterflies. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, They are, but at the same time, like, which one would you choose? Moths. Moths, yeah. go, go go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think moths definitely. Um, I'm attracted to them, and they're attracted to me, especially when I'm wearing something light and colourful. Here's why I think you might be wrong. Don't, don't you feel like they're a little bit too? Do you think they're glorified with their wings? I I think anything with wings deserves, um, I guess the. Glorifying. Even Paul McCartney in wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice little throw out there. I, I little I, I, I enjoy um slugs simply because uh I, I, I feel as if they're they're kind of flawed and they're they're kind of the butt of many jokes. But they're kinda of cool, aren't they? They're they're just not in any hurry. They're just cool, calm and collected. And they kinda of get on with their day and do whatever they like. Slugs are disgusting. <gasps> no, really, really, you think that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they they oh, they no. leave all this oozy pussy stuff in their trail. Oh, that is horrible. And Don't say that. They're, they're just snails without shells. Like they they just lose their stuff all over the place. But moths get stuck up your nose and in your ears. And they're all this just mistaken of... because they're trying to find any kind of crevice where they can escape from being seen so they're just doing their best so, uh, exactly no no wonder they don't want to be seen no one no one wants to see do they it's because they're shy uh, yeah. okay whereas a slug he goes 
we are who we are, you know. Now, now, now listen here. You, oh, you, oh, careful! <laughs> that, 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 expensive equipment. Let's uh, let's not let's not break anything. You, you, you're not getting the point across. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to take my <laughs> I'm going to take my headphones off uh, so, uh, so I can. Okay, uh, okay. Well, one more one more attempt at this. Talk, talk properly. I'm standing up. Yeah. Show myself. Okay. Um, I think moths are better. Really? Yeah. I think they are the underdog of butterflies. Oh no! Um, but now it's a power game. Like you're standing over me, and I, I mean, you can stand up too if you I, want. Well, maybe I will. <laughs> maybe I will. You see, two two can play this game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think if um, you know, what's in the box? If we're talking about a moth or a slug, I think I'd be a little happier with the slug than the moth. Yeah. Okay. How are we going to settle this? So, so am I just going to like fill the box with slugs next week? And then scare <laughs> and Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, because they wouldn't have heard the show. That's exactly how we'll settle it. I, I don't know if they'll be allowed in the studio, though. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, all and, of a sudden, and, and, red and flags. I don't, I, I don't think if, if they open up a box of slugs, I don't think they'll be coming back in any hurry either. Yeah, that's a point. And uh, especially if it slugs its way all over the... Um, the board there. Yes, yeah, especially the, the big slugs. Have you seen those really big slugs? <laughs> no. What, what, like big black slugs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're terrifying. Yeah, I know. They're like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I kid you not, my brother has a fear of slugs. Okay. He, he doesn't like the gooeyness. Really? Yeah, it kind of gets to him. And when they crawl closer to him, he goes, get away. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I, I know. We're going to have to agree to disagree here on Artsmen. It is okay to do so uh, because, you know, plenty of art divides uh, many people. Coming up, we are so very excited. This is coming up in just a couple of minutes' time. We're going to ha- be having a chat with Chloe Towen all about her brand new show that she's a part of. She's part directing it. It's very exciting. Uh, definitely added some plenty of jokes. Part of the uh, Comedy International uh, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Tom, got got the wording wrong on that, but that's always fun. You got there in the end. Certainly did. Uh, so stay with us on Arts Mitten. And in the meantime, here is another little sneaky trick of a track. Every colour with Foster the People, but with Lewis Child. You're listening to Arts Mitten with Ben and Tom on Sin. My favourite thing on Wednesday afternoon is a glass of apple juice, a couple of pickies and listening to Art Smitten with Ben and Tom on Sin. Yay! The music here on Art Smitten just keeps getting better and better. Uh, you are, in fact, listening to Art Smitten with Ben and Tom. Uh, still no sign of Dem and Anne, but they will be back next week for sure. Um, that was Worth It by Katie Baker. And Ben, we're just chatting in the break. Um, we're absolutely loving Australian music, but you especially. Um, is there anything you want to plug? I absolutely love Australian music, which is why if I was listening to the program right now, which I, I kind of get to listen to and chat. It's pretty awesome, this thing called radio. Uh, but I would uh, I would not change the dial at all. Definitely uh, stay tuned for The Hoist from 6 to 8 p.m. tonight with Alice and Emmy. They're going to take you through all the best Australian music and some songs, Tom, to follow up your question that I'm loving. I'm loving this new track from Stelly. Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Lana Del Rey. There's this really interesting Cub Sport track that's out. It's a bit more spoken word. It's very dark. It's interesting. I quite like it. And uh, even some brand new music as well from Tia Gostolo. So there's there's just heaps, but um, they'll definitely dive into plenty more of that as well. In the meantime, Tom, you were talking about this art gallery you've been attending, and uh, it's really 
got you in, or, or did did you attend this one, or not so much? I I, I did attend this one. This is at uh Bernard. Benart Gallery. Benart. Um, it is based on Sydney Road in Brunswick, so it's it's a hop and a skip away from my uh, resting nook. Um, but yes, the nook, the nook and the cranny. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's so weird because you know most people will say house or home, but Tom goes, that's it. You know, it's been a big day. Back to the nook. <laughs> Back to the nook I go. <laughs> Up I climb. Yeah. Um, I actually have really steep stairs in my house. Okay. Um, that. But they have to take a bit of a uh, bit of bravery to yeah. climb them, like the first couple of times you climb them. Because <laughs> otherwise, if you fall down them, you get a bit of a, a knock on your head. <laughs> you do knock. <laughs> in, in the meanwhile, I went to uh, Bernard Gallery, and uh, they've got a group exhibition on at the moment uh, called Miniature Art, a group of exhibition of miniaturists, and um, I. Um, not one to shy away from the world of miniature. I love small things. And... I, I wouldn't have picked that from you, actually. Really? <laughs> oh no, no. I guess, I guess you do like your train, your, your I've, trains I've, and stuff I've like got my that. Train set and, and I love yeah, like what, what? Ma- making all the flowers and the people. Okay, so the... you do like small things. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think there's this real essence of beauty about capturing small scenes. Yeah, and um, yeah. I think. Drawings can definitely do that, but I guess little models can do that as well. And one of the things I love pinning on my train set are the little people, and they're always doing something different, and you can make a story about them. I love that whole kind of narrative appeal. Um, But these um, artists have uh, done these wonderful little uh, setups. Uh, There's um, a few by the artist Joshua Smith, and he's done these very um, grungy-looking shop fronts, uh, that have lots of uh, graffiti, graffiti coated over them, um, and uh, the windows are smashed. And that these houses and buildings look like they've uh, seen better days. But I kind of love that. There's a story in that as well. Um, but I think there's so many different things as well. Like uh, Abby Gold, uh, Abigail Goldman has done these um, weird kind of spherical um, sculptures you can see here. And they're of rooms and houses and all different kinds of things. Um, it's just really interesting to look at, like being there in person. You could look at these things for ages, just kind of looking at all the significant details. Um it's really, I, I don't know, you kind of get this idea of sondering and picturing uh, what it may be like uh, to be like these little people and the little adventures they go on. And sonder kind of means to gay, look around, like, take in your surroundings and kind of think about someone's life and, you know, what would they do and how would they live instead of thinking about your own. Very much so. And I think uh, that idea, especially when um, looking at these uh, particular pieces of art, uh, definitely inspires something. So I definitely recommend you should go. Um, it is on until... Uh, or it opened on March the 7th. It is running till March 29th. Um, at the Bean, the Binart Gallery, um, entry is um, all the details are on the website. You can find them there at uh, Binart. So that is pronounced. That is spelt. Sorry, uh, B E I N A R T dot org. 
Um, and it's, it's, it's definitely worth a look. I can't, I, I think I've baffled a lot about it, uh, but it's definitely one of those things that's worth sussing out yourself and seeing it in the flesh because I think that's how all art should be experienced. Oh, absolutely. You get a newfound appreciation for it too. And I also feel uh, we can definitely relate to that, that first person you mentioned with their art because, uh, especially you, Tom, because you live in the, the inner suburbs of Melbourne, so you kind of understand a little bit of grit. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's something very beautiful about that that a lot of people turn amiss. Um, so I, I think knowing that someone is wanting to capture that in their artwork is uh, definitely something very significant. Absolutely. On to another brand new song. We are loving this one this week. In fact, uh, Tom is is pointing his hand up viciously. You, you, you want <laughs> <Yeah>. to? <laughs> you you, you want to? chomp at the bit to let us know what this is i do this is um ocean waves by uh, elena castillo um beautiful beautiful track I'll, I'll let it speak for itself um but it's just uh one of these new australian tracks so we're absolutely vibing here on artsman and uh stick around because we're going to be having an interview very soon uh with none other than chloe toen speaking about their um show for melbourne international comedy festival scary goats it's gonna get funny the comedy's coming here. It's getting kind of a bit hairy and spooky. Stick around. Past Life by Trevor Daniel. And before that, we had Ocean Waves by Elena Castillo. You're listening to Artsman here on the scene with Ben and Tom. And Ben, we're super thrilled to be having two more uh, interviewees in the studio with us. We absolutely are. Not only did we have Michael Dunstan, who joined us in studio in the last hour, but now we've got Chloe Towen. Dominic Shields, who are both going to take us through a brand new show that's at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Scary Goats Tour. And forgive me, when I read this title initially, I thought it was Scary Ghosts Tour, and then I read the description of the show, and the main character, Mel, makes that same mistake that I did. Exactly. So it must be those words probably shouldn't sound the same, but they kind of do. Hmm, That was sort of the whole inspiration for writing the show, actually, Goats kind of sounds like ghosts, ghosts, ghosts. <laughs> and I, I don't know how the cast members have been doing it because there's there were a few slip-ups when we were first rehearsing. People would say ghost instead of goat and vice versa, but um, it's a challenge. Still uh, so, so you've just come from rehearsals. How, how are we feeling? Are we warmed up? I mean, tw- March 23rd, it's not far away. Oh, less than two weeks now. <sighs> Gee. Yeah, feeling Press good, on. feeling a little bit stressed, but in a good way. Nervous, excited. Like a, a, an excited stress. An excited stress, That's yes. perfect. Yeah, if you don't sound stressed to me, I wouldn't have picked that. Oh, well, that's good. Acting. Still so, got it. So <laughs> I, I, I guess we, the comedy festival, it's just filled with so much stuff. This show, it's going down at the Butterfly Club. What was the idea of making this a horridy... Oh, parody. Horridy, that's a new word. that, yes. <laughs> yes. Can we steal that? Trademark it, putting it down now. Uh, a horror comedy than just a straight-up comedy show? Um, well, when I'm not writing shows, I run ghost tours. And, really? Yeah, and so that actually was the inspiration behind the piece. And so I'd love horror things and everything supernatural. And, yeah, and then I realised that goats tour kind of sounds like ghost <laughs> tour. And then I just sort of started thinking, you could have all these horror things. There could be a possession element to Ooh. the show. I love that. And, yeah, it just sort of, sort of almost wrote itself, really. <laughs> That's fantastic. How did you go f- through uh, the writing process of creating the show? Um, I guess you have that personal anecdote that 
you have done ghost tours before in Melbourne. Um, how did you apply that to become a narrative in itself? Um, oh, well, I it was quite funny, actually, because I, there was um, a real dad on one of my ghost tours who was joking with his kids about goats. And I was like, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> Wait. And so I just sort of kept thinking about it a little <laughs> bit throughout bulb the goes tour. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I finished the tour and I just kept thinking about it and how it might work in a story on my way home from the tour. And then before I got home, I called up my co-writer or who, my, my friend Nathan, who eventually became my co-writer and said, how's this for a story idea? Goat's tour. <laughs> Goat possession. <laughs> and Nathan said, yeah, all right. So then oh, I just Really? Sort of, he wasn't, like, jumping at the bit? He just went, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like, yeah. yeah, well, I come up with lots of weird ideas. Uh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this one sort of was more normal than some of yeah, my other so ones. <laughs> it'll do, yeah, for um, sure. But, yeah, and then it only took about a week to write because the whole wow. story sort of, it just sort of appeared in its almost fully fleshed out form and then we wrote it and... Yeah. Do you find that yeah you had the initial script and the jokes, but then as you were rehearsing and putting it all together, was there any kind of improv that all of a sudden made things funnier than what it actually? Totally. Dom here <laughs> is an expert at ad libbing really funny lines. That is oh, awesome. Okay. A lot of pressure. Thank you, Chloe. <laughs> Everybody's watching. <laughs> yeah. That's a, well. What um what Chloe didn't tell you on the night is everyone that's going to be there. We actually have the script, so we're reading oh, it line stunning. for line. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Just in case Keep you make any mistakes. Please. No. <laughs> but no, that, that's really awesome, though. So um, movements, different dialogue, and bits and pieces, I imagine. Yeah, well, I think so much comedy, like a lot of comedy comes from bouncing ideas between people. And I'm Nathan and I really found that in working on the show together, writing, writing-wise, that we were able to bounce ideas between us and really get them to a point where we thought they were really funny. Because sometimes I can find something funny, but Nathan will not like it and vice versa. But then as soon as we got the cast in there as well and we were running the scenes, everyone just sort of um, felt free to throw in a few of their own lines as well. And sometimes I think lines that are thought of in the moment are the best of all. Definitely. Mm. I, I think some of the most um, iconic lines on different sitcoms and stuff like that were kind of just like throwaway mm. lines and then people went, wait, that's actually like really witty and clever yeah. and funny. It's funny how humour is taken like when it's two people discussing an idea in a room, it's very easy to kind of fall into the humour that you're both used to. But when you get actors who kind of read that and take it on and they make it their own, is that a really special process to watch? Totally. Because I think when I wrote it, I had some sort of idea of what I wanted the characters to be. But then when the cast came in, they brought their own spin on the characters. And for a moment, I was like, that's a bit different, but it's so good. And the characters, I can't now envision them without them being played by our current cast members. I think they're just, they're all doing such a good job. As we have Dominic Shields playing Tess, the perky goat to a guide. Um, we also have Jessie Ancio. She's playing Mel, who's a um, sceptical ghost debunker who makes a very, very grave mistake in booking her tour. And then we also have a character called Ree, who's played by Amy Raff. Um, Ree is Mel's camera operator, who's very long-suffering. Ah. And she's very put upon. But then she ends up finding a mysterious bell that, le- that leads to a certain possession 
happening. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now, this leads to um, our antagonist of the story, uh, Billy the Goat. Tell us yes. about this. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dom, would you like to take this one away? Oh. You know, you are our goat to a goat, of course. I am an expert on goats now. Um, <laughs> so, Billy is a long-suffering character. Um, he has a story arc all of his own that we do discuss um, in the beginning and sort of towards the middle as well. Um, and he's not a very happy goat. He used to have a very privileged goat life, but then some things took a turn um, and he decided uh, that revenge was more of his flavour than being a happy goat boy. So, As all ghost goats should. <laughs> obviously, you know. That's that's the way it goes. And is uh, Chloe Toen and Dominic Shields part of the goat show of the whole Melbourne International Comedy Festival? Is it going to be the greatest of all time? Absolutely, it will be. Yeah, oh, look I at love that. that. <laughs> yeah, it will be the greatest yes. goat show of all time. Well, yeah, potentially it would have the to, only goat there. show of all time. But <laughs> even if it's the only, it will be the best. Yeah, we'd have to um, we'd have to fact check that. I don't know how many goats. Surely one. No, maybe not. I don't know. Look at you. You're on the subway. In terms of goat tour shows, and especially spooky goat tour shows, I would say it's highly likely we're the only one. Mm. Yeah. And the uh, the final thing I would love to ask: What do you think's a little bit overplayed in comedy at the moment? Is there a trend that you're kind of sick of seeing? Oh. Just to throw a real curveball at you. We were going so well, (laughs) and then that that uh, that question had to be asked. Tom, I'll get you in on that conversation as well. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of scratch my head at that one. Mm. Mm. We're going to get back to that next week on the show when, we, we, when we, we, Tom we. and I have a bit of a ponder on that. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, the show is at the Butterfly Club. It is the Scary Goats Tour. It is March 23rd to April 5th. That's correct. And where can we find tickets for those um, interested? You can either book through the Comedy Festival website directly or the Butterfly Club. Uh, now, we are also donating $1 from every ticket sold to Animal Liberation Victoria. Oh, beautiful. Mm. Awesome. Fantastic. They have a Goat Truth campaign going on, so it's oh, very man. topical. Jeez, it and... all comes full circle. It works out well. Chloe and Dominic, thank you for joining us uh, in the studio today. Um, all the best for the show, Break a Leg. It's going to be fantastic and a ghost-filled time as well. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having us. No worries. Speaking of spooky things, this song is called Invisible Things and it's by Love. It's a new Australian song. Stick around for more artsmen and goodness. You'll listen to Sin with Ben and Tom. Invisible Things by Love. All things great and all things good here on Artsmen. And speaking of great and good things, and Australian things for that matter, stick around because we've got a awesome show lining up uh, with The Hoist with Alice and Emmy coming up ever so soon in the next five minutes to be exact. Yeah, wow. We're going to have to get out of here ever so soon. Tom, I'm going to drop a, uh, a massive cliffhanger on you at the end of the show. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. Next week is my last episode of Arts Mitten. Oh, no. Because I'll be away after that. So Dem has to be here. M has to be here. Someone else's name that rhymes with their names has to be here. We're, we're going to send it off with a bit of a bang, but you'll, you'll be around for a little bit longer. I will be. You but, know me. I'll be here with bells, whistles, hooters and tooters on. Beautiful. Well, until then, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Arts Mitten. The Hoist is up next. I'm Ben. I'm Tom. And we'll see you again soon.